Welcome to Makers Chat, a podcast community for creatives. I'm your host, Danielle Kaminsky, artist, maker, and educator in South Carolina. If you are a creative business owner, then you're in the right place. This episode is part of a special five-week series with our special guest, Hillary Kay, business coach and Enneagram expert. We believe that the Enneagram is more than a personality test. It is an amazing tool that we can use to not only better understand ourselves, but to better understand those around us. We'll begin each episode one-on-one with Hillary herself as we deep dive into each type, and then we'll chat with a creative who has used the tool to see how it has helped them in their business. So let's jump right in. And we're back again. This week, we're going to be talking about the type three on the Enneagram um, diagram, I guess would be the best way to word that. But we're back with Miss Hillary Kay. She is an Enneagram business coach. Hillary, tell us about the type three and what we need to know about them and how that's going to apply in business. Sure, absolutely. So I'm pretty actually excited to talk about, I'm always excited to talk about the type three because that's my type. So it's like the type that got me started in the Enneagram. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's your type too, correct? It is. It is. I'm also <laughs> yes. Awesome. Awesome. So us type threes, our core motivator is being successful and being valuable to other people and being admired. Um, But on that flip side, our core fear is failing. Um, That word encompasses so much, um, but really failing not in the like, oh, that, you know, that task didn't go exactly how I wanted, but literally feeling like they're, they're failing personally right? As a, as a human, like they're deep, you know, inside them, that they're, that they're a failure. Um, and so it makes it really hard, um, for type threes who, you know, they're the type threes moniker is the achiever. Um, and so we go, go, go want to hit those next levels, next levels, next levels. And so if we don't hit those next levels, we don't feel like we're being successful or valuable, which is our motivators. So we get in that, fear, you know, spiral of being a failure. Yeah. Um, part of the, the type three strengths really in, in work. And I've talked about this before, you know, in the previous episodes is that our professional lives directly reflect into our personal lives and vice versa. So when I'm talking about these strengths or, you know, obstacles, it's really important to not only think about them in your professional life, but also think about them in your personal life because they are as entrepreneurs, they go hand in hand. Um, so those strengths, um, those those strengths specifically when it comes to work and entrepreneurship, um, is that type threes are very confident, um, or at least they appear that way um, most of the time. Even though sometimes we might might not always be type threes appear very confident, um, which is a skill set um, when it comes to work. Um, type threes are very results focused. Um, Productivity is through the roof um, for type threes, and they are natural cheerleaders. Um, They love to encourage um, people. Um, And just like the rest of the types, type threes, we also have connection points (laughs) within the Enneagram. Um, You know, we've talked about this before. If you're not familiar with the Enneagram, it's really important to not just focus on your core type. There are other connection points within the diagram that can help you in your Enneagram journey to build the most sustainable life, both personally and professionally. 
Um, and so for the threes, you have your wings on either side of you in those diagrams. So that's gonna be a two and a four. And you think of these as your sidekicks or your best friends. You can pick up attributes um, from each of them to help you along in your journey. And then also, we have our lines of integration, um, so our lines of stress and health. And for the type three, um, when they are healthy, they're going to pick up more of those attributes of the type six, those more positive attributes of the type six. And when they are stressed or headed to burnout, they're going to pick up some of more of those more um, negative obstacles of the type nine. Um, and what that can look like for a type three is being very melancholy, um, being in your head, um, having that ignorance is bliss <laughs> mentality. Um, I always say if a type three is in multiple days of Netflix and chill, there is definitely something wrong. That is a trigger, <laughs> uh, a warning sign for a type three. Okay, what's going on? Um, also, burnout signs for a type three are just being very apathetic um, and avoiding tasks um, or not voicing your opinion on, on something. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say then, you know, we've talked about the strengths of the type three. We know they're very motivated, very cheerleader. I mean, I've uh, all, of course, all that resonates over here, but um, what would you say is the superpower in that? How should an entrepreneur use this, harness this to grow their business? Sure, absolutely. So the superpower of a type three is definitely in the productivity. Um, super, uh, type threes can juggle um, a lot of things happening at once, but where a type three will really excel is if they use that productivity um, superpower to not multitask, but to have really focused energy on planning. Right. So if a type three can tackle a project with a really great plan, tapping into that six health energy of that being a planner and um, having contingency plans and very operational minded, the type three can start a project with that as the base, their productivity is going to make them soar and be able to accomplish so much more um, if they start that way. So it's really harnessing your productivity in the correct way, not multitasking because type threes, we think we're great multitaskers. We really do. Um, but our brain actually works better in more like compartmentalized sections. Um, and to also, you know, with that productivity, be really in tuned with how you're feeling. Um, so type threes are in that feeling center that um, we've, we've talked about the Enneagrams divided up into three different intelligence centers, the head, heart, body. Um, and this is how you best take actions or make decisions. And the type three is in that heart center, feeling center. And so it's really important for the type three to acknowledge their feelings around the task that they're doing. We can get very in our heads about things, um, but it's really important to act actually for a type three out of emotion and feeling. And that's going to make us way more productive because if we're in the mood to do something, it are, we're unstoppable. So pay attention to that as a type three when you're harnessing that superpower. Yeah, definitely. And then what are the things that we need to be listening for 
in our um, our peers and our customers to help no, you know, help us notice when we're headed toward burnout. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So um, I can speak from experience, right? <laughs> on, on this one, um, kind of the things that I you know I heard too before I was more self aware um, is you look exhausted you look disheveled today. Like this is not your normal, like get up because type threes are very much appearance minded. Right. And so having people, you know, check in and say, okay, you look exhausted, you look tired, or maybe specifically, maybe like a, a partner, right. Comes up, you know, your spouse comes up to you and says, you haven't left your computer in two days. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> or on the flip side, you haven't left your bed in two days. Are you okay? Because type threes can get very manic, right? Either one way or the other. We are all in <laughs> on whatever. We can be all in, you know, on the productivity and work, which heads to burnout, or we can be all in on that ignorance, apathetic, you know, numbing out as well. So, um, yeah, definitely those are the, those are the signs and cues, um, definitely from the people around us, but for, you know, for customers, I have found that customers aren't a great gauge for type threes <laughs> to know because the customers are never going to know with a type three type threes. You really have to have a good accountability system around you because you're going to put your customers first, no matter what. Yes, I, I can see that. I can see that. They they may never know that there's anything wrong. Yeah, mm -hmm. I totally get that. Thank you, Hillary, so much. This has been great. Absolutely. I love it. For more from Hillary, including information on how to get on the wait list for her upcoming book release, Unlock Your Potential at Work, The Beginner's Guide to Using the Enneagram at Work, all you have to do is visit the link in our show notes or head on over to her website, hillarykay.com. That's H-I-L-L-A-R-I-E-K-A-Y.com. Now let's talk to this week's creative. Okay, you guys, so we are talking with my friend, Kimberly Ryder of Rubbish Restyled. She's been here on the podcast before, but today we are going to talk about being a type three on the Enneagram and how that plays out in life and in business. So how's it going, Kimberly? It's going good. Thanks for having me back. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. So how long have you known about the Enneagram? Like how long have you known it existed? How long has it been since you took a test? That kind of thing. I think I've known about it for, I would say at least five years because I know previous job talked about it, but I would say I did an actual test um, in the last year. Um, and I've been fascinated by it in the last year. Um, part of it is you've been talking about it quite a bit. So I've been kind of diving into it and it's, it's fascinating to me. It's fascinating to me too. Mm -hmm. Do you have, um, I'm always curious because for me, I think some of that fascination came from the fact that when I was younger, I studied psychology. That was like one of my things. Is that something that you're drawn to? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would, yeah. I love understanding what makes people do the things that they do. Huh? So were you surprised when, when you took the test, it, it came up that you were a three, right? It did. And I took it again because it felt like I wasn't a three. Um, I think my perception of a three was different after I started doing the research. 
So yeah, but as I started understanding it more. Yeah. I think I was the same way. So I'm a three, two. So this is a fun conversation, but um, (laughs) I, I was sort of the same way when I first tested, I actually tested as a two with a three wing, which now I know I'm a three with a two wing and those can look very, very different. I mean, very, very similar. Um, and I thought I was a two because I wanted to help people. And that was how I wanted to identify. I'm the helper. I like to help people. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I didn't want to identify as someone who was competitive and a workaholic and, you know, like that was not how I wanted to identify but the more I started digging into like the motivations and that kind of thing of the different types I was noticing that like the two I mean it kind of resonated but it it didn't quite fit there were just like some of the bigger points that it was like that's not me like I don't I don't think that um so when I looked and dug a little deeper into the three like for me I got super deep into it and I started looking at the childhood wounds and it just talked about the fact that as, as kids, type threes tend to feel like they have to perform or do well at something, you know, to achieve like, I guess, attention and love. And I was always that overachiever in school and like, and, you know, I sang in church and I always wanted to be the best and I wanted to get the best grades and I wanted, so like, I never really it never felt super competitive because I never felt like I was a competitive person, but yet I always felt like I'm supposed to be doing better. It's like, I guess I was competing with myself and I wasn't really recognizing that. But anyway, once I realized, nope, I'm a three, not a two. I just have the two wing. Everything Uh started making more sense. Exactly. Exactly. And it's helped. It's helped. Absolutely. (laughs) so how do you feel like it's helped you like as be knowing that you're a type three knowing the things that you can sort of recognize in yourself now how do you feel like you've been able to sort of harness that in your business well for me I can keep going and going until I'm so exhausted that I shut down um which has always been a problem but now that I'm understanding where it's coming from And before I start getting to that point, I try to start stepping back a little bit so that I don't do the retreat and then feel like, because sometimes you get to that point and you want to quit, but you don't want to quit because you've already started all this stuff. So you just keep going and going and going. Yeah, that's definitely helped tremendously for me. I feel that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I've come too far to give up now. (laughs) Got to get this done. And it's great. And it's good to have that, you know, that drive and motivation, especially as business owners. But yeah, I think that's awesome. Cause like you said, I'm sort of the same way learning to recognize that sign that those burnout signs so that we don't go too far. <laughs> right. Right. Cause you could, I mean, there's times that I'm working till two in the morning and I was up at seven and I'm thinking, why am I still plugging away? I could probably go to sleep now. So. Yeah. Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Do you, um, do you feel like you lean more one way than the other, as far as taking from your wings from the two and the four? Um, I, I would say two, cause I, I know that I feel like I'm a nurturer. Um, 
but I'm not sure. I guess I haven't dived into that too much, but I know that I, I felt like I was a two, so I probably lean that way or think yeah. that I lean. Yeah. So. And as a mom, and I'm, I'm like drawing from other conversations we've had and in different points in your life, you were staying at home with your kids. Right. So like, right. Well, I'm always working at home, like yeah. with them all day kind of thing. And so it was like, you know, you were nurturing. That was, that was the majority of your days was taking care of a person. <laughs> right. Right. But with them, but with friends or just, I always want to take care of everybody and make sure everybody's okay before myself. So I've, that's always been the case. So, yeah, well, that's, that's, I, like I said, I feel that too. Um, when you start talking about, we, we, we talked a little bit before we actually came on here, but with the stress points, um, you know, the three goes to the nine in stress and the nine wants to, is the peacemaker that wants to avoid conflict and can sort of retreat into themselves and appear apathetic. How do you see, do you see that play out sometimes for you? What does that look like for you? Oh, I, I avoid conflict at all costs. I don't, um, I think it just, I just don't like it. So I'll try to avoid conflict, which kind of hinders things a lot of time. Cause sometimes you just have to bite the bullet and just do it. Um, but yeah, if I can find a way around it to be the peacemaker and just have it smooth over or go away out, I'm that person. So yeah. for sure. And, you know, uh, and this is, it's all, I think we all have, di that's the point, right? Of the Enneagram. A lot of times we all want the same thing, but we want it for different reasons. Right. And, you know, the whole community over competition movement, I feel like it's something that we all want. We all crave that community, but our mm -hmm. motivations for wanting it are probably different. And I think as threes, because we also go to the six in health, you know, and that's the loyalist. That's that person that wants everyone to be in a tribe and to be, you know, close knit and everything. So yeah. as a three, not only do we crave that community because that's where we go in health, but then our nine is absolutely avoiding the conflict that the competition would cause. So it's like <laughs> on both well, sides there, I totally see that. Yeah. Cause I mean, for, as a retailer, you can carry all these different products. Some could be very similar. So you don't want to it's almost like you're conflicting because you have to promote them, but you're like, should I promote one more than the other? So I do, I can see yeah. that happen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And especially you and I, you know, we're retailing for some of the same brands and we know they're in the same industry right. and we mm -hmm. know how well they work together, but you know, it's a close knit community and we also know these women. And so we're always exactly. like, I don't want to upset anyone because I love them all. So I want to... <laughs> And it's, and it's probably just the overthinking with that because you sure. want to be the peacemaker and, and part of the community. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and then as threes too, we're smack dab in the middle of the heart center. So like where the other types are like trusting their, their instincts and their gut and they're thinking everything through. We're like, we're running on emotion over here. Like that's what fuels our decision-making process. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have a bunch, have a ton of ideas that I want to go forward with and then I'll start them and yeah so it's just a constant circle with that and I know um 
for me. And it's been nice to note, well, again, just the more I study it and see little things, I'm like, oh, okay, I can do that. This is how I can do that. And I feel, I don't know if you feel this way. So I guess I'm, I'm kind of asking if this is something that you see. Um, I do have a tendency to like get hung up in the emotions of it. And like you said, overthinking a little bit because I am in that feeling center and I have that two wing that wants to help everybody. I want mm-hmm. to achieve this harmony, you know, among all the people. I want everyone to be happy. Um, but I can't make everyone happy. Like the more I learn about the Enneagram, the more it's easier for me to recognize that like there are too many different kinds of people with too many different kinds of motivations. It's physically impossible for me to satisfy everyone. Um, Right. And being able to lean into that logic, I think, which maybe would be trying to get in a healthier mindset and go to that six, which is right in the center of the, you know, the the logical Mm -hmm. thinking center or whatever that's been really helpful to me and I feel like knowing that you know even though I don't it doesn't it doesn't always come naturally to me because I do tend to rely on the emotions but the knowing that oh I, I can pull out of that and think about it this way and that's okay other people this is how they function all day long right that's been super helpful to me especially in business and working with other people yeah um going back to kind of the conflict because everybody is different personality types are different and I never want to displease anyone um I want to be likable so when I feel like it's not going that way I can step back and be like well they're entitled to their opinion or however they want to be because they are a completely different person so and that's what makes us all unique so that has definitely helped with understanding that and not being so upset about it so yeah yeah. exactly so what do you feel like are there are there other ways that you see the the threeness so to speak the type three tendencies and characteristics coming out in your business in ways that are like really helping you um I think well what helps the type three I guess my perception was is they're competitive and really driven but I think the competitiveness is more competitive within yourself um, so I just felt that it was just a more aggressive number, but, um, it really isn't, it's just that you just focus on things and constantly have ideas that you want to implement all the time, which is good in a business setting, um, or accomplishing things, but sometimes there's a drawback because you're constantly doing those things and you don't know how to stop if yeah. that makes sense. So. Yeah. And that's what I learned the most because I'm constant. I mean, I think my whole life I've always been that way. So, yeah. So as you've been studying it and learning and recognizing, okay, I got to avoid the burnout. What, mm-hmm. what are some of the things that you like to do, like self-care type things or stepping away kind of activities? What helps you like make, avoid the burnout? Um, I'm learning to walk. I never did that before. I was just go, go, go work all the time. Um, I'm learning to step back and enjoy time with my family. Um, maybe turning my phone off or putting it in a different room. Um, things like that. Um, even with the business now, I'm a year into the retail space and I realized Sundays are really quiet for me here. I have a lot of people walking in just to look 
it doesn't make sense for me to be open. So that's the day that I decided to close the store so that I can spend time either with my family or doing light work. So, yeah. yeah. And that was very, very hard for me to make those decisions. I'm sure. I'm sure. But like you said, it it works though, because you're still just putting those parameters around the business and making sure Mm -hmm. that you're protecting you and your family too, which I think is great. Because you're the only, you're the main one running your store. I know you have a little bit of help, but mostly if you're open, you're there. I've got a part-time girl. Um, She works full-time. So yeah, it's just me. Yeah. (laughs) And out of town or he works out of town a lot. So yeah, it's just me. (laughs) Yeah. And with kids at home. So, you know, that's a lot. It's a lot to juggle. The good thing being a three is that that's not going to deter me is I'll just keep going. So do it get it done. I love it. I love it. I, um, I was talking to, when I was talking to Kristen Calhoun, so she came on here to talk to me as like the type one and, mm-hmm. and I never got her. I remember it was in the back of my mind and I never got around to like saying it out loud, but you know, I, the type one is kind of the perfectionist and not even like super perfectionist the way we think of it, but that just intense, like attention to detail, everything's got to be just perfect. Right. And with the three, we want things, we want to do our best possible job, but getting the job done is so much more important to us, <laughs> having right. it done and checked off the list. Like we want to do it as good as we can, but it's easier for us to let go. Even if there's a few details that could use some, use a little improvement, but it's done. I'll go back and fix that later. Um, right. And I think that's, I, I kind of think that's a superpower too. Um, it, personally, anyway, I just, that's, that's been helpful for me, especially, you know, you have a retail store too, so you understand, and that's a lot of moving pieces. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of external circumstances and things happening that will significantly impact your business at any given time. So the ability to sort of pivot, you know, to adjust the goals is really important. And I think that's something that threes do really well, but, um, but also just that ability to go, okay, this is good. This is done. We can always make it better later, but we're going to walk away from this because now we need to focus on this thing over here. Right. Always almost planning for the, I'm constantly planning for the future. Um, if this doesn't work out, what's my backup plan, backup plan. It's like a constant backup plan. Yeah. Yeah this one project can tweak it later, but I got to get to the backup plan. So, yes. yeah. Yes. I, um, and actually one of the things that Hillary was talking about when we were talking about the threes was the fact that we tend to think we're really good at multitasking, but we're actually not. We just have that many things in our head and we want to do them all, but right. when we can focus on one thing at a time, we're much more, I guess, powerful and productive. Do you uh-huh. have. Right. We're more efficient if we can concentrate on the one task, but we have going at the same time all the time. Yes. So how do you, do you, and and you, so you agree with me, you have seen that. Do you have any tricks or, or methods, I guess, that you try to use to make yourself focus on one thing at a time? Or is that something that you just. It is something I struggle with. Um, I'm trying to get better at, especially now with the store, um, is I'm setting timers on my phone to finish certain things. Cause I know that, you know, you got paperwork, you got this and that, 
And I feel like I have to juggle them all at the same time, but it's not getting some things done. So I've been setting some timers, not that it works all the time, but um, I do know that I try to do too many things at once and it doesn't seem like anything's getting done because it's just yeah. a little chunk, which drives me nuts. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I totally get that. I'm the same way. And I'm really bad, um, which I don't think this is just a type three thing. I think this is anybody, you know, we're really bad. The squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? So things start going crazy. And, and the thing that appears the most intense need at the moment gets the attention when the most important thing is over here on the back burner. And you're like, but I've got to get that done. And you start trying to do both and you, you can't. It's like... Right. Yeah. And it's just like, it's simple. I could post something, I have it completed. And then I'm like, oh, I really need to get it on my website because someone's going to want to buy it maybe. So yeah. yeah, I need to get to that and then other stuff come up. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't just do. Yeah. yeah. But all in all, I'm, I'm pretty content to be a three. The more I've learned to understand it and learn how to use the strengths and whatnot, it's, it's serving me pretty well. How about you? I am. At first I was shocked. And then I, I said, I took the test again. Cause I'm like, I'm definitely a two and <laughs> then reading into it. And I started thinking, well, yeah, I guess I am that way. And, um, it definitely made me understand my tendencies so that I can kind of correct them. And the burnout was definitely one of them that I needed to fix because I don't know how to stop with that. Uh, my poor husband, every time I come home, I'm like, I have a new idea. Or what do you think about this? And he wants to retire one day. So yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking this woman is never going to stop. So yeah. Just have to be like, it's okay. You can retire. I don't have to. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it'll never and, come. Yeah. And your husband's a little older than you, right? No, um, no? he's same eight or he's like five years older so he just turned okay. 50 um I know he's not five years older he's only four he um just turned 50 but his job um they are required he works for the FAA so they do an early retirement so he'll do some desk job somewhere if he retires but that's how it works so. I gotcha I gotcha he's yeah, always yeah. old is he <laughs> it's just an early retirement because he can't be pushing planes on in the air anymore. So, yeah, <laughs> I've always thought about that too. When folks are in jobs that have like the twenty-year retirement kind of thing, and then it's like, well, gosh, twenty years in, you're not ready to retire, are you? And right. I guess some people are, and then other people are like, nope, let's just go find another job. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's how. I mean, I would love to know what he is as far as the enneagram goes, but he is definitely ready to retire and just fish all day. Where I don't know that I would actually ever retire because I don't know what I would do. Yeah. So, and that's like doing something. Yeah. I think that's a type three thing, but I also think that's an artist thing, a creative thing. You always want to be working on something. Something. Yeah. Yeah. But. So um, I know for me, you were talking about the burnout and the learning the things what um, you, you've learned to love walking. I've actually, I, I've never been an exercise person. I'm just not, I've never I enjoyed am. it. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a yoga studio in my store now. One of my vendors started a yoga studio 
And so I started, I started going because I wanted to support her and I'm like taking the super easy, you know, classes, but then like, I was like, Ooh, I really like this. So I still stick with the easier classes, but I try to do two to three a week. And that has been really helpful for me because even though as a type three, there's still that desire to like, I want to do the pose just right. I want to get it done. I want to, you know, get it, do it right. But it also is like, it's an hour that I, I stop, you know, I stop doing all the other things. I, I make myself sort of recenter and that's been super helpful for me. Yep. And that's, that's exactly how I exercise on and off. I haven't in a long time, but I used to do Zumba and I am so uncoordinated. So people would be going on the one side, I'd be still on the other side, <laughs> but that one hour of doing it just cleared my mind. And I, and I stopped because I felt like I just need to keep going, finishing the goals. And that really isn't a goal. That's a self-care thing, which tends to be on the back burner constantly. So yeah, about what I am really helped try to change that thinking. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Kimberly, thank you for talking to me today about the Enneagram. This is, this has been super fun. I'm, um, I'm loving this. This is awesome. Like I said, I I geek out over the Enneagram. So anytime I have an opportunity to, to actually bring that into things and talk about it more, I just love it. I love it too. It's been so fun watching you share all your knowledge and the learning process that you've learned. Um, but it is completely fascinating. And I'm just blown away about how much I've learned about myself that has really helped for this last year with it. So thank Good. you. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear that. There's probably some three in there, right? That I started geeking out about it. And then I had to be like, okay, well, if I'm gonna spend time on it, that means I've got to <laughs> share it with everybody else. <laughs> That's funny. But, but yeah, so thank you. Thanks for chatting with me today. This has been fun. That's all for this week's episode of Makers Chat. We cannot wait to share more with you about the Enneagram in coming episodes. Just remember to check out our show notes for links to learn more from Miss Hillary Kay, to get on the list for her book launch. And of course, if you haven't already joined us on Facebook inside the Makers Chat community, please go ahead and do that. That's where you can go for deeper conversation to connect with not only the creatives that are here on the podcast, but other creatives just like you in our community. You guys have a wonderful day and we'll talk again soon.